Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Kylie Camps, owner of the Kind Parenting Company, wife, proud mom of twin boys, and happiness advocate. This podcast is a place for women who want more from life. It's your time to cultivate more self-care, compassion, happiness, love, and confidence. Let's have real conversations to help you feel better, choose better, and live your best life. Welcome to episode 43. Today's episode is a solo podcast where I'm answering questions that have come through via Instagram. There is a really broad range of topics, so I'm just going to chip through them and we'll see how we go. It's probably going to seem a little bit random, some of the questions, but hey, let's just go with it. So one of the questions that has come through is, what form of contraception do you prefer? Now, I thought I would kick off with this one because I have been asked this so many times. Now, I... I'm not an expert at all. I personally don't take the contraceptive pill because I don't feel good while I'm taking it. I don't have an implant on. I don't have a partner. So I don't actually have sex right now, guys. Um, But yeah, so I don't use anything that um, I guess disrupts or puts synthetic hormones or anything like that into my system. And hopefully that is enough of a response. What app do I use to track my monthly cycle? I use the free app called Flow, F-L-O. I think you may have to pay for some areas of it, but I find it really effective at just being able to track um, when my period comes, my symptoms, mood, and all of that sort of thing. If you've not yet listened to the podcast before this one, jump over and check it out and maybe Nicole can recommend some other great apps as well. Next question is, do you enjoy living in Australia? I love where we live. I think that we are beyond lucky to call this country home for so many reasons. I've not done a great deal of traveling overseas, but I am very, very happy with the good fortune of being born and raising my family here. What's next? I've got, are you okay? You seemed upset after the doctors recently. Thank you for caring. That's lovely. I was a bit upset because I have to have another surgery, a little operation, and I don't want to have it because I don't want to be put under again because I really struggled with that when I had my breast lift, which if you've not listened, I've documented that via podcasts as well. But I basically have a cyst on one ovary and then an endometrial polyp on another. So they will both need to come out. They could be the reason why I've been having some really bad bloating and some back pain and things like that. So I'm excited to have them out, but I'm not looking forward to being out of action again. I'd never been put under before I had my boobs lifted and it just really, really knocked me around. Although I do understand It's a much smaller process. I just don't like being out of action. I don't like not being 
just my full full self, but I am very, very lucky and very, very grateful that we have the opportunity in Australia to go through the healthcare system and have these things sorted out. So it's it's fine. I was just upset because, yeah, I just didn't want that news. I also have another doctor's appointment tomorrow for something else that we're exploring, which I won't go into now. And I'm also anemic. So there you go. I'm on iron supplements too. Question three is tips to keep on top of jobs when you have little kids. Oh my, that is a hard one. I think when you have little kids, you really just need to surrender. Just let go of a lot of little jobs that are not super critical. I feel like you have to really lower your standard. I feel very fortunate that I grew up in a house where my mum, although she loves things neat and tidy, she was very much this house is for living this is, you know, this isn't a showroom and I definitely have that mentality despite the fact I have white linen couches. It's very difficult. Um, but I do have that mentality of you can leave the dishwasher full. You can leave a sink full of dishes and get on with your day because your kids are not going to remember, oh, you know, mum always had the dishwasher unpacked. They're far more likely to remember, you know what, Mum played with us. Mum took us to the park of an afternoon. And of course, there are times when you have to get that life admin stuff done. But I really think just lowering the bar, taking the pressure off yourself and knowing this is a season of your life where it's basically a shitstorm of stuff that you have to do and just really prioritizing what is most important. On a practical level, I myself find it really overwhelming if I think, you know what, I have to clean this whole house top to bottom. So I will segment and I'll say to myself, okay, tonight I'm doing the ensuite and the boys' toilet. And I'll put an audio book on or a podcast and I'll just get that done. Or there have been times where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to set a timer for 30 minutes. And in that 30 minutes, I'm going to do nothing else but be laser focused on tidying and cleaning. And it's amazing how much you can get done when you're just like, yep, this is the window that I've got to do it. I also think getting up earlier is really, really helpful in getting a jump start on the day. To be honest, like I said, I am the sort of person that can leave laundry being sat there in the clothes basket for over a week and it doesn't bother me. So that's a hard one because I don't have that response of going, oh, it needs to be done. But yeah, maybe getting up a little bit earlier, being super organized, looking after future you, streamlining the process. How can you make systems a bit easier on yourself? Maybe sort of exploring that a little bit. Next is, how did you continue growing your business while raising two small children? Thank you. It was freaking tough. I'm not going to lie. And I think sometimes people might follow along now and see the lifestyle balance that I have and think, oh, well, it's easy for you to say love. Like, you know, you've got, this is the balance that you have. But that was not the case when I started building the business. And when the boys were young, Matt was working six days a week. He wasn't in the fireys. He had 10 days off when they were born. I have been through it. I have been in that moment of just going, oh, this is so hard doing it. It's, it is, it's really, really hard. And for me, the juggle of building a business, it was never my intention to build a big business. My intention was to just find something I enjoy, take pleasure in and earn a little bit of pocket money on the side, being able to work a couple of hours a week. 
I never intended to have an online business or the platform that I have now. And so I think that because there was no pressure to do to do or grow to a certain stage, I I guess in saying that I was ambitious in a lot of ways and I made sacrifices. I definitely sacrificed friendships when the boys were younger because I felt as though I only had the capacity to be a full-time mum and work my ass off when the kids are asleep and in hindsight not the best move but also kind of the best move because that's what I needed to do at the time. I didn't have the capacity to foster those friendships. I didn't have the time for it, the energy. I just had my priorities and that that was that, which does sound sad saying it out loud, but it is the truth for that season of my life, growing a business, growing a brand, all of that, it came at a cost for sure. So I won't lie about that. It's also important to note that I actually found it easier when the kids were still having a lot of sleep to work. You know, when they were six months old still and they would have two 90-minute or two two-hour sleeps and then be sleeping 12 hours overnight, you know, that's four hours during the day that I could work each day and then also overnight as well. So if you are in the position of having young kids and wanting to grow a business or start something for yourself, sleep is number one. Get the sleep sorted and then you'll be able to carve out pockets of time where you can actually be really focused and get stuff done. I like this question. It's when frustrated with something, how do you not let it consume your day? Yeah, that is something that I think that I'm actually very good at now. But Kylie, a few years ago, oh my gosh, if something bothered me, I would be like on a one train track mission to ensure that that one thing impacted every other area of my life. I would make sure everyone knew about it. I would carry it around with me like this cross to bear that I had been inconvenienced. I had been frustrated. I was definitely much more egocentric thinking that a lot of things did revolve around me. And these are things that I am really grateful now in my thirties. I feel like you get a software upgrade, but I guess coming through some of the things that I've learned is it's really important to understand that you don't get to tell someone else their experience. So if your frustration is coming from wanting to change someone's mind or someone's actions, you have to let that go. That is not your responsibility. That has nothing to do with you. It is not realistic to carry that around and think that you can control it. I think also writing things down is really important. It's a great way to process. And you guys know if you listen, huge fan of journaling, writing down the frustration. And I mean, it's hard because I don't have the specifics of this case, but it could be a certain situation that you're frustrated with, or it could be a certain person or a dynamic, but writing it down and really working out, are there any actions you can take? that are going to help you to feel better because carrying it around like a bear with a sore thumb is not going to fix it. So if it is, say, for example, something in the workplace that you're frustrated about, what are the actions you can take? Do you need to speak to your manager? Do you need to talk to HR? Or if you're frustrated with something that a family member has done, can you talk to them? Is it worth resolving or is it one of those things that you just need to let go? 
writing it down would be my number one tip. And then the next thing would be just putting things into perspective and going, okay, you know what, this has happened, but this is 1% of my 24 hours or whatever it might be. And I'm going to purposefully choose to change my thinking and change my actions. Maybe have a listen to my podcast on um, 10 ways to lift the mood. That might be really helpful as well because if you can change your state, that is going to be a big one. Changing your physical state will change your mental and emotional state for sure. There were lots of questions surrounding co-parenting. The one that's in front of me is how has co-parenting been? Have there been challenges? 100% there have been challenges, but the beautiful thing is Matt and I are really united in meeting the boys' needs and we make that a priority. So yes, there have been challenges for sure because it's a new dynamic. To me, the biggest challenge is how one of the boys has responded. That's really tricky. Everything else is very minor in comparison to that. Next is what led you to become an influencer? I never set out to be an influencer. I would never introduce myself and say, I'm an influencer. I do think the term gets thrown around and I think that there probably is a bit of a negative connotation with it. But I guess the question is, what led you to become an influencer? I really wasn't led. I don't know how to answer that. I think it's, for me, it was definitely a really natural, organic progression of just sharing my life. And if I can influence someone positively, then I will take it and run with the title of influencer. Advice for someone who has a very secure and well-paying job, but isn't entirely happy. So that's an interesting one. Look, I am a really big fan of happiness and pursuing happiness, but I'm also realistic and I'm not someone to say, oh, well, if you're not happy in your job, quit and find another one because that could just be a little bit dicey, I would say to really find what makes you happy outside of work and amp that up. Don't make your work your only source of happiness or the largest portion of happiness because that can be a bit tricky. So yeah, my advice would be to find a hobby or a passion that lights you up. And then eventually, if if you can find a way to bring more of that passion and hobby into a place where it can earn you money, then that could be something to look at. But yeah, I just think as a simple step, bring more happiness in in other areas of your life. Next is what do you put in your boys' lunchboxes? My kids are not the best eaters. Typically, they have apples, strawberries. They're mad for pretzels. I make homemade brownies, um, homemade cookies, a sandwich, not super exciting stuff, vegetable sticks, Um, yeah, nothing revolutionary there. They like crackers. They're cracker kids. They could eat seaweed crackers until they come out of their ears. Next is how do I find motivation to look after myself? If you don't find the motivation to look after yourself, then you will have to make the space to nurture yourself back after you've hit rock bottom. So rather than looking for motivation, look for systems. What systems, what habits can you introduce to make sure that you're looking after yourself? So it could be setting a new habit of getting up earlier and spending that half an hour 
committing to self-care practices only. So that 30 minutes is yours and you do with it what you please, whether it's putting a face mask on, going for a walk, an online game, journaling, whatever else, just carving out the habit to really, really nurture yourself and look after yourself because if you don't, you will pay the price eventually. And the thing is, sometimes we sit around waiting or we think, okay, I'm going to think myself into doing something when really it's more about acting. Take the action, carve out the space, create the habit, and then you'll start thinking more positively about that as well. Also surrounding yourself with really positive people who look after themselves is a good one because if you find that in your friendship circle, prioritizing self-care is shunned or it's frowned upon, it's going to add more resistance to it. So just surrounding yourself with positive influences and it doesn't need to be in real life. You might not be able to go out and form those friendships straight away because we do attract the sort of person that we are ourselves. But you can pop your headphones in and you can listen to a podcast. You can find audio books. You can watch vlogs. You can find your people even if it's not in real life because once you start to own that space for yourself, you will bring those people into reality. They will come to you because you'll be at the right vibrational energy for them. I hope that makes sense. Next one is, has logging out on the weekends affected your following? Maybe. I don't know, <laughs> but the only following I really 110% want to make sure that I'm impacting positively is my kids. I think that it is so good for them to see mum not on her phone of a weekend, being really present and also minimizing the importance of social media because they are going to eventually get to an age where they will have social media. I don't know what the platform will be. Maybe Instagram will be completely prehistoric by then. I'm not sure, but there will be some form of social media, no doubt for that generation. And I just want them to have a really healthy perspective on moderation. And there's zero point in me telling them that, like saying those words to them. It's so much more powerful if I just demonstrate it. So that's why I don't really care if logging out on weekends affects my online following, because I think that the the cost of that is far, 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 far worth impacting my own little following humans positively. The next question is how to get over a relationship and the same person also submitted how to deal with a broken heart. Tricky. I'm going to quote my dad here. My dad always just says, it's time. It's all you can do is give it time. And I think that's the truth. Time and also space to heal. It's it's hard. It's it's hard. I don't have the magic answer there. I think lots of self-care, leaning into the gifts of separation and breaking up. And when I say that, I mean the it can hold such a mirror to you and you can really, really learn and then take those lessons into other areas of your life. But yeah, I think it's just time and kindness. Another one that has been coming through thick and fast of late is... Do I think that I will have more kids? No, I do not think that I will. I I mean, there's always, <laughs> you, you, you never know. You can never say for certain, but I do not have an intention to have more kids. 
I'm so happy with two. I'm so happy with the age that the boys are. I can't see myself having more, but yeah. So I'm going to go with no on that one. Also, lots of questions coming in about Christmas. Sometimes I really don't like the way that these questions are worded. I'll read it and I'll think, wow, do you guys forget that there's a human reading these? So people will say, oh, you must be so sad about Christmas and things like that. And of course I'm sad about Christmas coming up and people want to know exactly how we're going to manage that. And truthfully, the way that we manage Christmas will be the same as we manage Christmas every year, which is around Matt's roster. So Matt is actually working this Christmas, which sucks. Um, So the boys will be with me, but we will carve out space to spend time with Matt and to also hopefully spend time as a family, you know, so that might look like keeping them up super late on Christmas Eve so that they can have some time with Matt um, or mixing up our parenting plan so that he can come and have them for a couple of hours on Boxing Day morning or whatever it is. It's just we have to just work in with his roster. So that's that's the story of the parenting (laughs) agreement life, to be honest, is working around that four on, four off structure, which is tricky. It's hard on the kids and it's hard, but it is what it is. In a similar vein, a question is, how did you deal with losing half the time with your boys? I, it's only recent that we've gone to this, like this um, rotation. So I've had them a lot, but yeah, I, it's fucking hard. (laughs) It's really hard. It's, yeah, it's not quite 50, 50, but again, just because of Matt's roster, how did you deal with losing half? It's hard. It's hard. I have lots of moments where I really struggle and I have panic attacks about it. But the good thing is that Matt's an amazing dad. So I know they're good. I know they're good. Um, What keeps you going day to day? I just like life. I really, I am excited by life. Of course, I have my hard moments, like I just literally said, but I'm excited. And You know, the other day someone asked me what my core purpose is in life and truthfully, it's to make a difference. And I know that's so broad and it could mean something really big or it could mean something really little. So for me making a difference, I feel fulfilled by doing that for my boys. You know, if it's popping a Pokemon sticker in their lunchbox, I'm like, yep, I've made a little difference to their day, hopefully. Or if it's creating this podcast, which is completely free for people to listen to and bringing guests in that can inspire and educate and provoke thoughts, then that can make a difference as well. Not to mention the kind parenting company, improving sleep is so rewarding. So I would say making a difference keeps me going day to day and also just being excited about life I have pretty good perspective even though things are tough I am really really grateful another question completely different is what type of breed is Lou she is a moodle so a Maltese poodle and she is an angel I highly recommend moodles for their uh, their predisposition they're cuddly they're good companions they're not overly yappy um yeah I just really love her the next question is things that you love about your home and things you wish you had done differently I would not have black tapware if I could go back in time we got the black tapware through a friend early on before we'd really picked anything else so 
a blessing was that I think we got it at wholesale price. I could be wrong. But I liked black but then once everything else had been selected, now I really don't like it. I don't look at it and go, oh, I hate it, but I would change that if I could. Um, That's probably – oh, and the toilets, oh, my gosh. We have the worst toilets. (laughs) I can't even – just the toilets are terrible. They leak. They are terribly – unuser friendly like really badly they're the sort of toilet and this might be way too much information but you have to clean the toilet every single time you use it because of the internal shape so i don't know the name of them but maybe raise that question if you are in the toilet market oh i like this question too do you think childhood anxiety is a learnt behavior yes to a certain extent but also there is pre in my understanding is that there is genetic predisposition to anxiety and a physiological state as well. But I do think that it can be a learnt behavior for sure. And this is something that I'm going to explore ASAP on a podcast with the lady who the boys see, um, their, their psychologist, because they've been seeing her for ages and I just love how she approaches it. Next is what is a positive slash great feeling you have found since the separation? Hope. <laughs> I think hope is is something that I have. I I don't mean as in, oh, I hope we've done the right thing. I mean a hope in terms of where life could lead us both is important. Next, after having bub number two, I am as flat as a pancake, no boobs, lol, and I'm struggling to deal. There are so many changes that come with having babies. My goodness, boobs, one of them, stretch marks, stretch skin, just everything can really, really shift. I don't know any women who would say they've come out of pregnancy and childbirth completely unchanged, but I do know many, many women who say they love their body more after childbirth. And I think that's the most important thing to focus on rather than focusing in on the imperfections. Now, I say that as someone who has had a breast lift, I, like I said, I've documented that. You can go and listen to that whole journey. It's it's a hard one. It's really a hard one that you're struggling with that. I think it's important to keep things into perspective you know, when you can, you know, channeling gratitude, that sort of stuff, focusing on the things that you do really like, also maybe treating yourself to some cute underwear that you feel really, really good in. Hopefully that's helpful. Okay, so how to wake up early consistently. You have answered your own question there, beautiful. It is by being consistent and it is just doing it. When your alarm goes off, getting up, removing resistance around getting up. So what I mean by that is having a little system in place, which could be what are you planning on doing when you wake up and how can you make that more streamlined? Are you waking up early to exercise? If so, get your clothes out, have them ready to go in all of your clothes. I'm talking your socks, your underwear, your headphones, your hairband, if you need that, whatever it is that you need, get everything together the night before so that when you wake up, There is no resistance surrounding doing that. Um, And it's just, yeah, putting one foot after the other and doing it. And the more that you do it, the more your body will get used to it. Also going to bed that little bit earlier as well. 
Any tips for motivation for healthier eating and snack control? Oh, I love this one. I'm going to actually screenshot this and maybe do a whole podcast on that because I think that's a big conversation and one that I could have with Mel, who is a dietitian who works for me. So stand by for that one. Okay, so do you ever have regrets? Yes, but I don't hang myself out, out to dry over them. And what I mean by that is I fuck up. I make mistakes, sometimes bigger than others, but I just know that I'm human and beating myself up over them isn't going to get me anywhere. So yeah, I do have regrets, but nothing that um, yeah, nothing that destroys me, I guess. There are certainly things that I would change if I could go back in time and do differently. But then at the same time, I really believe that everything unfolds the way it's meant to as long as you take the lesson from it. And the things that I have regretted, I have really, really learned. So I I look at it really as a blessing and a lesson, which, you know, it might sound a little bit... Um, cliche to say that, but I really do. Book suggestions. I love Thrive by Ariana Huffington. It is such a good read. I've read it multiple times. I also was gifted by a lady called Stacey. Thank you, Stace. Rising Strong by Brene Brown. I've not read it in its entirety, but I have enjoyed the parts I have read. My all-time favorite book, which I've said 45,000 times, I might get it tattooed on my head, is The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. It is a game changer. It's written for men, but I think that everyone who wants to be in relationship should read it. There are parts of it that may not sit well with you or you may feel are a bit controversial, but I really, really enjoy that book. Trying to think of what other ones... Who Moved the Cheese is an audio book that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, they would probably be the first ones that came to mind as well. And the last question that I will answer is, how do you measure personal success? I speak often about the importance of reevaluating and redefining what success means to you individually, dependent upon the season that you're in in life. And for me right now, personal success is learning. (laughs) It's learning and it's being aware and it's allowing myself to feel. It's also supporting my boys to my very best of my ability that I can. That's personal success for me right now is feeling as though I'm on the path. And when I say on the path, I mean on track in life. And I do feel that way most of the time. I have my moments where I think, oh my gosh, I'm way off track. But for the most part, I feel like I'm doing pretty well. And yeah, so how do I measure my personal success? It's how I feel about myself at the end of the day and truly about myself, not about what other people say about me. And I measure that, I guess, off feeling fulfilled of trying to make a difference, as I mentioned earlier. I hope that's helpful. You'll have to let me know if you enjoyed this Q&A type of platform. Sorry about my neighbors, they're a bit loud, but we're here, we made it. I would really appreciate it if you do take a screenshot of this episode, pop it on your stories and please tag me at Kylie Camps. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 